You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Alexa, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this now Wednesday, first podcast of the week, but we've got some news, some rumors swirling around this Pelicans team. Swirling, maybe is the right word, but still, maybe they're interested in a little Jalil Okafor. What about some Mario Chalmers? And oh yeah, the preseason schedule was released for the Pels, so we have all the final info on that. So some things to talk about in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So let's hit the big topic first that I know you all want to know about, and that's Jalil Okafor. And this was reported by Scott Kushner, our buddy over at the New Orleans Advocate, that the Pelicans have had talks with Okafor about bringing him in on a training camp deal. So that's the big thing here. Not a fully guaranteed roster spot, which he's probably looking for, and maybe is the reason why he hasn't agreed to anything with this team yet. Um, So a training camp kind of prove it in this short period of time deal. Which makes a lot of sense. Look, we're in the kind of beginning, middle of August, and he's still unsigned. And he's not going to get more than a vet minimum deal at the most. But if he's holding out for that, you're not in a good position to really be trying to sign uh, with anybody or anything like that. And there's good reason when you look at this guy's numbers. Look, he's got kind of that blue chip but not his career going well that, oh my God, I can't speak here today. He's, he fits the Pelicans' old profile of going for former blue chip players whose careers have kind of gone off the rails a little bit and are looking to try and prove themselves and the Pelicans can get them for cheap and maybe rehab them a little bit. They get then a bigger contract somewhere else and the Pelicans for one year usually get some help to this team that they really, really needed. That's what they're looking at here, except it's not even guaranteed. And Okafor fits that. You know, drafted third overall in 2015 by the 76ers behind Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. He just hasn't really panned out to the point where he only played two games in Philly before being traded last year, where he played a total of 28 games last season. First season in Philly, there was some promise. If you look at his per-game numbers, where he averaged 17.5 points, 7 rebounds, didn't do it on good shooting, but he played 53 games, started 48 of them, and played 30 minutes per game. Rookie season? Could do worse, maybe like more games played, but whatever. Next year, 50 games played for Philly, 33 starts, and he significantly declined. 18 or 11.8 points per game, but it was also in a reduction of about seven minutes per game. So you've got to really look at his per 36 minutes. But in his second year in Philly, he dropped from 21 points per game to 18.7 points per game. And again, he's a big man. He's a center. He's shooting 51.4% from the field overall. It's not great, you know, unfortunately. Did grab, you know, 7.6 rebounds. Uh, Okay, that's down from the 8.4, so he regressed there. Then you get to last season where he spent time with Philly and Brooklyn. Philly actively trying to move him out. The Pelicans had rumored interest in him around the trade deadline and everything as well. Um, Particularly when you look at the fact that DeMarcus Cousins went down injured, but then they ended up making it work with Miritich instead of Okafor. But Philly could not move him at 
all. And on the season combined, he averaged 17.9 points in just 28 games, played only 353 minutes last season, did shoot better 55.8%, grabbed 8.7 rebounds per those 36 minutes. But the two games in Philly were bad. Brooklyn, you know, significantly better new lease on life, kind of. But it's such a small sample size, it makes you wonder. But by bringing him in on a training camp deal, potentially, there's no harm for the Pelicans in this. If it doesn't work out in training camp, you just cut him and you've spent a little bit of money on him to at least kind of take a flyer on him. And maybe you bring in kind of a hungry guy, an Okafor you would assume would go into training camp unbelievably motivated, knowing this is maybe his last chance at being in the NBA and he's looking at an overseas career after this. So does he come in in great shape, super motivated, ready to play, ready to push people? And if he pushes a guy like Diallo, who hasn't looked particularly great in the time that he's played with this team in the NBA, that's a good thing. If it somehow motivates Diallo thinking, you know, gets in his head thinking that maybe he's not going to see playing time or his roster spot or something is going to be taken by this guy, well, that in and of itself can be a very worthwhile thing. Maybe it gets in Randall's head. Who knows? That's all a good thing, and you can use it kind of as motivation. But this does fit what the Pelicans are looking to do. But make no mistake, Okafor is not a great player. You know, the first two years in Philly, he was not very good offensively. He was terrible defensively. He's still bad defensively when you look at it. Um, he was better offensively in Brooklyn last year, but again, 26 games, just 328 total minutes. It's not like it's a lot there. there. He just leaves a lot to be desired in terms of shooting. You know, at least he's taking the majority of his looks within kind of that close range, 0 to 3 feet from the basket. He shoots 43.4% of his shots there last season. But that number hasn't always been high. For his career, it's just 40.2%, which for him, you'd like to see that be significantly more for a big man that doesn't really have any range whatsoever. So, you know, I, it's worth taking a flyer on for training camp for preseason, but I don't think you're going to see necessarily much more than that. But this is a name that's been on the Pelicans' radar for a while. They're probably negotiating to just get him in on a training camp deal. And I think the reason, again, as I've said, that this hasn't been done yet is because he wants something more significant than that. And the Pelicans, with a limited amount of roster spots, I don't think want to give that to to him necessarily, though certainly some of the unguaranteed guys like the other Okafor, Emeka Okafor, could get cut and released and they could make the way for him. It just depends. You know, Emeka Okafor seems like the trustier mindset, though I don't know if he's going to be able to keep up over a long season, but also we don't know if Jalil Okafor is going to keep up over kind of the modern and uh, modern, the significant NBA season. He's got good size, 6'11", 275 pounds. You know, he's went to Duke, drafted third overall. It makes you want to take a chance on a guy. He's only 22 years old. He, he'll, you know, he'll be 23 next season. Yeah, that's worth taking a chance on, but just don't expect a whole lot from him. So before we talk about the next name that the Pelicans might be interested in, and that's one that kind of jumps out at people because I don't think that was anything that had been rumored before, is make sure you listen to Locked On NBA Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering all the things going on around the NBA. And of course, I host every Wednesday edition alongside John Corrales. 
We've got some fun stuff for tomorrow. You, John Wall, where does he rank in point guards? Because he wants to be considered a top five point guard. Is he there? We're going to kind of get into a debate on this. We also finally have over-unders from the Pelicans, which we'll talk about tomorrow on this show here. And then what the ideal Christmas schedule would be, because it's going to be announced tomorrow at 2 p.m. Today at 2 p.m. So that's all coming out. I think that's a lot of fun and exactly what you want to hear in these podcasts during this time. So make sure you listen to Locked On NBA. Other Pelicans rumors, and that has to do with Mario Chalmers, the former um, Miami Heat player and Memphis Grizzly player, Chalmers, who's 32, and this is according to Mark Spears of the Undefeated. Chalmers, 32, suffered a torn Achilles in 2016, sat out that entire season, but played in 66 games for the Grizzlies last year. And according to Spears, Chalmers is completely healthy now. And it sounds like he wants to be back in the NBA. Some teams think he could be in the NBA, and it's down, supposedly, to the Nets, the Mavericks, and the Pelicans. And if Chalmers is looking for minutes, I would assume the Pelicans is maybe going to be his best option. The Mavericks have an absolute ton of players in the backcourt, so I don't think that's a great fit. And the Nets are, well, just the Nets. Last season, Chalmers, again, played 66 games, started 10 of them, played 21 and a half minutes per game for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's not bad for a dude who didn't play the season before. Averaged 7.7 points per game and three assists. He didn't exactly light it up from three-point range, just 27.7%, but he is a 35% shooter from his career there. That's not terrible, but that's kind of been in decline since his heyday with the Miami Heat, where he spent the majority of his time. We've kind of got a weird situation here where they need another backup guard. This is a veteran presence that kind of makes a little bit of sense. He's not going to be expecting very many minutes. He's probably going to come in on a veteran minimum contract. And it just is, you know, how much faith maybe do you have in Frank Jackson? And I think we've, so we're going to see that Frank Jackson's not ready for the NBA. Chalmers has kind of proven it before. They might want to get Jackson some more seasoning down in the uh, G League, but Chalmers is a guy who can come in and in limited minutes, not just completely turn the ball over multiple times. I think that would be a real big thing for this Pelicans team. He's not great when it comes to turnovers, averaging two and a half per game, but he's not going to absolutely go out and kill you with it either. So I think that's worth reminding ourselves per 36 minutes. Oh, sorry. The two and a half turnovers is per 36 minutes in his career. If you look at it just over his career, it's 1.9 per 36 minutes, though, 12 uh, point per game score couple seasons where he has played in Memphis. It was 17.1 his first year there. Um, and then it was 12.8 last season. It's not bad. You could do a whole lot worse. It's not sexy. It's a name. Um, the Pelicans have had some luck with former uh, Miami Heat championship players in Norris Cole ori originally before he kind of then flamed out. And uh, there's a story there, which we don't need to go into. Um, but and just rejected a Pelicans offer. And that was silly. Uh, but, you know, maybe you strike lightning in the ball. This is a guy who wants to prove himself a little bit more. Um, and I think that's something that's worth considering bringing those type of really hungry guys in can either push people in preseason in training camp and maybe Mario Chalmers pushes Alfred Payton in some capacity. And that's worth it alone, the motivating factor from that. So I think this is something worth keeping an eye on, but a name that makes a lot of sense for the Pels. 
Don't forget Locked On NBA Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know going on around the association. This is the time when over-unders are coming out. We look at those. We want to talk about some of the biggest storylines that we expect to see. Just still a lot going on. The NBA offseason never sleeps. So make sure you tune in daily to Locked On NBA. And lastly, in what was kind of a big Pelicans news day, really, when you think about it for, you know, August 7th, 8th, 9th, this kind of time frame, the New Orleans Pelicans announced the team's five-game preseason schedule. So the preseason's going to kick off, tip off, whatever you want to call it, September 30th, that Sunday, at Chicago. It's going to be at the United Center. After that, they are taking on Atlanta on the road as well on Monday, October 1st at the Georgia Tech Arena over in Atlanta. Then they move on to New York City Friday, October 5th at Madison Square Garden. Then Wednesday at Miami, that's October 10th at the American Airlines Center before wrapping up on a back-to-back, which is kind of weird, two back-to-backs in there now that I look at this, on the Thursday, October 11th at the Smoothie King Center versus Toronto. So one home preseason game, five total, four in the road, including two back-to-backs, which certainly doesn't seem like maybe the best thing now that I kind of think about this and say it out loud. I don't think we have anything about whether they're going to be on TV or not yet, but they will be on the team's flagship radio station, WRNO 99.5 FM. And sometimes I believe you can get them on ESPN 100.3 as well. So that's kind of that. You know, we've got basketball coming up um, in about a month and a half. September 30th is when the Pelicans are going to start their preseason. And that's when we'll really start to get an idea. I know a lot of people are debating the starting lineup and things like that. I just don't think any of that stuff is set yet. I think this team's going to look at training camp preseason to really kind of experiment and see what they want. I think they have an idea of what it's going to be. Certainly, I think we all do. But I don't know if they're necessarily sold on all of that entirely just yet. So I do, we'll save those discussions for as we get closer to the tip-off of preseason and regular season and all of that. But get excited. We've got some dates for real Pelicans basketball, even though it's preseason and it's still kind of fake. So it's a lot of fun. And now we can start really the, the clock ticking down as we get closer and closer to this. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. We had a lot of news today. And then tomorrow we're going to dive into the really interesting thing. Some over-unders that have been set by Vegas, including where the Pelicans fall in that. If you haven't looked at it, just wait. We'll talk about all of that and more in tomorrow's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.